This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, and what a week it has been uh, Monday, we started off the week with my interview with Daisy And then that very night, on Below Deck Sailing Yacht she was wearing the Mention It All hat that we sent her last year. She's a real one. It was, uh, it was really, uh, it was something to watch her, you know, being lifted up in Gary's arms, smoking a cigarette, you know, disheveled with, um, with the name of our podcast slapped across her head. That was really special. If you want to get your own Mention It All hat, I wear mine all the time. You can go to shop.betches.com. Um, thank you, Daisy, for that, for that lovely bit of synergy. Uh, I got to see Meredith Marks this week. She had a little breakfast PR event. It was nice showcasing her uh, her latest collections, her wares. <laughs> it was it was funny because obviously a lot of these housewives have their business ventures and things that they're doing, but to see it all laid out in one place where you can spin around in a three sixty and there's a table of fine jewelry a table of fashion jewelry, a candle, a caviar collection, and a a sign promoting, I guess she and Seth are going to do a podcast together later this year. <sighs> it's a lot. I can't, I mean, I host this podcast and I, you know, there's other parts of my job. It's not just this, but like, we're really doing it all. These housewives, they're hustling, striking while the iron is hot. I don't know. Meredith looked great. It's always lovely to see her. I, They have finished filming this season of Salt Lake City. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I'm particularly excited for it. I'm I'm curious to see what the vibe is with a, with a Jen Shawless world. Of course, she's busy doing her um, prison glee club or whatever the fuck. Um you know, best wishes to all involved in that. Hopefully Elizabeth Holmes uh, made it through the auditions. But yeah, you know, always good to see my girl Meredith. Today I'm talking about Vanderpump Rules, Secrets Revealed a little bit, and then I am actually going to talk about Real Housewives of Orange County this week. I know last week with the premiere, it got a little it got a little forgotten. And this week there is a lot to talk about. Um, but first, just some some tidbits from the Vanderpump Secrets Revealed. I typically don't really pay attention to these extra episodes. I think they're a great little bit of filler when Bravo has an open spot on the schedule. I, you know, every once in a while there's something fun that comes out of them, but overall it's like if it needed to be in the season, it would have been in the season. And watching this episode, it was obviously more anticipated than your average secrets revealed because of all the secrets that were revealed 
on this actual season of Vanderpump Rules. But watching it, there there were a few moments where I was like, oh, right, this is still like a, a filler extra deleted scenes episode, particularly um, this long scene about Lisa getting back in the saddle after falling off of a horse. Ariana, I mean, it was nice to see Ariana kind of like giving her a pep talk or whatever, but I don't know. That was one of those things where I'm like, thank God some real actual drama happened this season because if we had had to do the the Lisa recovering from her injury storyline, I think I think the ratings would have dipped. That's <laughs> all I'll say. I'm glad Lisa's doing well, but like yeah. It was fascinating to get a little more nuance into the timeline of Scandaval. Of course, when they were editing this season, at least the first several episodes, it was before the Scandaval news had broken publicly. So there were some of these events from early in filming that we're now seeing in a different light. And so it was kind of, I think that was sort of the most useful part of the secrets revealed, kind of giving us extra context that maybe they, the editors didn't even realize was important at the time. The whole, specifically the, the, the hours and days surrounding that guy's night at the Mondrian, when we know Tom and Raquel had their first, you know, private moment together when Ariana was, um, was grieving the loss of her dog, Charlotte. Watching Raquel and Charlie go over to Tom and Ariana's house the day after this Mondrian guys night. And she and Tom are like, it's been so long since I've seen you. Meanwhile, Ariana's sitting there like crying about her dog. And then she's cheering on Raquel, the fact that she got to make out with Oliver in Vegas. Like, yeah, you deserve it. You go, girl. Get yours. Like, the fuck? I mean, if anything, we knew that this episode, the more footage we see, the more Tom and Raquel look slimy and gross. And this accomplished exactly that from the very first moment that everything was happening. They were basically throwing it in Ariana's face. And honestly, I think one of the things that this episode accomplished was after the reunion, there was kind of this like slight backlash criticism of how the people on the reunion treated Raquel specifically. You know, there was like a Ariana and Lala made comments that were not explicit, but that they kind of felt bad for Raquel or had gone too hard on her. Not exactly, but you know, Megan McCain flapped her jaw to say that she felt more empathy for Raquel than for Ariana, you know, bye, bitch, like, who cares? But I think this episode sort of, it sort of reaffirmed how manipulative both of them were of Ariana specifically, and of course of Sheena and of everyone in the group. But, you know, this specific moment of showing up with the flowers the day after you've really begun this nefarious thing, it's just, it's so gross. And it makes you it kind of reminds you that it's like, okay, maybe maybe Tom was manipulating Raquel a little bit, but Raquel, she can do bad all by herself. But then the scene after that, Tar- Tom and Ariana go to this roller skating rink. They're having this, you know, nice date and then watching them talk. And it's just like, 
oh, it left the worst taste in my mouth. Them talking about how, you know, Lala and Katie and them sort of didn't understand what was happening with Raquel and they didn't trust her and they don't know about, um, Sandoval says, the transparent kind of love they have in their friend group where everybody is, you know, open and honest and supporting each other. And to hear Ariana say specific. This is the quote. You're going to have to work really hard to get me to not absolutely just love Raquel. Every time, you know, it just, it stings. Because to watch like how, how deeply she was on Raquel's side in pretty much this entire season. It's just, it's bleak. It's tough. And I'm, I'm glad she's doing better now. But I mean... It's pretty brutal. I think this is a scene that they probably would have left in the season if they had known what was coming down the pipeline. You know, Lisa falling off her horse, not so much. Um, Ariana, you know, reaffirming her trust for Raquel. I think that's pretty necessary. And the other takeaway from that Secrets Revealed episode, I would just say uh, Miss Allie Luber continues to be a queen. She's, She's putting in the work. She seems to be you know, really great for James. She's kind of keeping him in check a little bit. Um, I think uh, James makes a a reference to Judas, but he thinks Judas was involved with Noah's Ark in some way. That was confusing. And Allie just goes, I don't think that's right. Good for Allie. She's James's fact checker. That's kind of like her her role in the relationship. And, and I think he needs one. But yeah, that's Vanderpump Secrets Revealed. I'm sure there'll be lingering conversation about this season. But overall, it was, it was nice to have a little, a little like, fresh of breath air, as Teresa would say, after the reunion, you know, just just to leave us on, I don't know if it's a high note, but a little a little bit of a lighter note. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see kind of how the Vanderpump uh, thread continues to develop over the next couple months as they get back toward filming for next season. I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen. San, uh, Tom Schwartz is currently on that Stars on Mars show and he like said something about how he's permanently removing himself from the Scandival situation. I think that's a little bit a little bit wishful thinking, a little bit um, just saying what he knows he should say. I have a hard time believing he's really just going to like disown Tom Sandoval as a person, even if that might be um, the best thing for some of his friendships. I just don't, to be honest, I don't think that Tom Schwartz has enough of a backbone to actually follow through with that. I think he would be fine not hanging out with Raquel in the future. I don't think he gives a fuck about Raquel, but Tom Sandoval, I I just don't think that Schwartz has never had the constitution to make strong choices and hard choices and to, to really stick with, you know, doing the right thing. I think so much of what we saw with him and Katie, it was just that he would fall into these like piece of shit patterns of blaming her and yelling at her and dismissing her and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't really think you're going to lay down the law in this, uh, in this friendship where, you know, in, in a friendship that you've always kind of been the beta in and Tom Sandoval has always pretty much been in the driver's seat. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think at this point anyone is ruled out of returning to the show. I think for Raquel to return, it's going to be a little tricky because like literally who, 
we'll film with her, but um, we'll see. Only time will tell. And of course, when time does tell, I'll be here to talk. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Moving into Orange County, you know, coming off the premiere, I, I had a decent time watching the premiere. I wasn't you know, having the time of my life. But I think I think there's some good groundwork being laid. We get a lot of our new housewife, Jen, this episode. Jen, they're really positioning her as um, Little Miss Yoga. That's like a big, uh, a big thing for her. She and Emily and Gina get drinks. They're reflecting on the yoga event. You know, they she and Emily both order cocktails and a Diet Coke, and they're bonding over being from... Oklahoma and Ohio. Um, I don't think Oklahoma and Ohio are really that similar. They're just like not California, I guess. Like, first of all, Oklahoma's not the Midwest. Um, and it's not close to Ohio. I'm from Missouri. Like, I, I feel like I wouldn't be like, oh, yes, like I'm from Missouri. You're from um, Wyoming. We have so much in common. I don't know. I just think, I don't know if this is like a a real uh, deep friendship, but you know, 
it's it's good to hear Jen uh, open up a little bit. She she has a really interesting personal story. Uh, she's talking about the end of her marriage. Of course, she met this guy Ryan, who she's been with now for a couple of years. While she was still married, uh, she maintains that they never had any physical relationship while she was with her husband. Um, but that they, she says that they did have an emotional affair. I don't know, you know, whatever. Sure. <laughs> Emily says that she would rather Shane have a one night stand in Vegas than an emotional affair. Um, But also she doesn't think he ever would because, uh, quote, his threshold for dealing with me is infinity. I'm glad that Emily feels like she's in such a good place with Shane. Uh, The one scene we get of her this week is they're like driving around and she wants Taco Bell, which I love that for her. She's in her Lisa Barlow era. Also, the tag, her tagline this season is literally just about Bring me a taco. What is happening with the Orange County taglines? Actually, what is happening with the taglines in general? I I feel like we need to have a talk about housewives taglines. Cause I think that we are we're in a place where they're either so specific that it's like you're just trying to make a catchphrase that you can put on a sweatshirt and sell or they're so non-specific that it's like what on god's green earth does that even mean what how is it related to you what does it say about anything tamra's this season is extremely similar to what dorinda has said publicly that her tagline would be if she came back to roni tamra commented on an instagram post calling her out saying that the producers gave her five taglines to say She specifically said, okay, that one I don't want to do because it is similar to Dorinda's. And then they ended up using it anyway. Like, I know we're in a writer's strike, but I think they, I think they filmed these before. Can we not get a little more creativity? Emily holding a taco, Shannon taking shots of tequila. Like these are not clever. They're not interesting. They're not particularly funny. I just, I feel like we used to be a proper country with proper housewives taglines. And I really think we've strayed so far from God's light. What happened to, I like to have fun, but I don't play games. Yolanda. Iconic. What happened to, the only only one that's coming into my mind is (laughs) Kristen Takeman. God love Kristen Takeman, who's currently on the Ultimate Girls Trip in St. Bart's. I may not be the the sharpest tool in the shed, but at least I'm pretty. Okay, that was a bad one too. Maybe maybe t- Housewives taglines have always sucked. I think it's time we have this conversation. Maybe I'll return to this in a, uh, you know, maybe in a, a different conversation soon. But I think the taglines are in a tough place. But also the merch. Did you see, I don't know if anyone saw, Danielle Cabral. I like the girl. It's a, a decent first season on New Jersey. This week, she was selling sweatshirts that said, I'm thinking of Shake Shack. An offhand comment that she made earlier in the reunion. And now it's on a sweatshirt. Who is, who is buying that? Who? Like, I like Shake Shack as much as the next person. I like a crinkle cut fry. I like a, a burger. Their, their chicken nuggets are... Yummy, I guess. Who is buying from Danielle Cabral a sweatshirt that I 
I would be shocked if it's less than $50. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look up the price right now. But the thing, I think that Scandaval actually, I think that Scandaval like broke people's brains a little bit in terms of the merch because they saw, oh, some something about her made $200,000 on merch. Uh, you know, Lala sold all of these, send it to Daryl sweatshirts. I should be doing that. And the thing is, yes, get your bag. Absolutely get your bag if you are on these shows. But you have to, you have to get the bag in a way that people actually are, are going to buy the bag. You're not just putting any old thing that you've said on a sweatshirt. I'm on her website. I'm trying to find this sweatshirt and I literally cannot. Her website though, it's it's pretty spectacular. Oh, the Bougie Mama. Is this a, Oh, I found it. I'm thinking of Shake Shack. There's a cream and a white. Oh, it's $45. Okay. Mm. Actually no, it's $45, but if as the sizes get bigger, the price goes up, which is something that I um I actually find pretty distasteful. Okay, so the so if you need a 3XL, it's $52 up from 45. Interesting. Well, if you are in the market for a new sweatshirt, you can be thinking of Shake Shack just like Danielle Cabral. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. The big through line on this week's episode of Orange County is of course what is going to happen with Shannon and Tamara. Early in the episode, they have this uh sit down that was teased last time and it's awkward. They both happen to call Heather Dubrow on their way there. Heather is in her basement slash warehouse that is full of stuff for the twins going to college that they won't need or have room for. Shannon calls first, then Tamara calls. They're both telling Heather absolute opposite sides of the story. Um, so right off the bat, we know this is not going to go well. Basically, it's the kind of thing where Shannon doesn't understand why Tamara feels like she wasn't there for her. Tamara only thinks that Shannon did anything wrong, which is, of course, not a great place to start if you are trying to uh, repair a friendship. So Shannon sits down at this lunch and she goes, so I hear that you're hurt and I get it. And Tamara's like, but do you get it? And Shannon immediately is just like, no, I don't. Shannon, like, don't don't say I get it if you don't. But then she says, that's why I'm excited to have this conversation. And to be honest, there's really never much of a conversation. Uh, Tamara says that she was always there for Shannon, which was exhausting. And then her life was crumbling. And Shannon says that she, you know, was there for the start of Simon's chemo when she didn't want to tell Eddie and they were having conversations. And then Tamara basically says that it stopped right away. And Shannon claims that she stopped talking to Tamara because Tamara wrote on Instagram, quote, fake friends are like shadows. They follow you in the sun, but leave you in the dark. That, I'm sure, will be on a sweatshirt by by this time next week. But yeah, Tamara stands by calling her a fake friend. She says that she ghosted her, which Shannon has to Google later. This whole thing is just like a little dumb to me. Because I feel like the only real thing that they're arguing about is like who was there for who enough times in the right way a few years ago and it doesn't really feel like there are there aren't specific issues at hand other than just like 
were you there for me enough? I think later in the episode on this like flamingo, whatever the fuck boat party, Emily asks Tamara, I think an important question, which is, do you want this to be an actual real friendship or do you just want to basically make peace and move on? And Tamara says that she wants to have a real friendship, but only if it's equal and only if she's getting that reciprocation from Shannon. And the thing is, if these women deeply care about each other as they say they do and want to be friends, then it's like, you're not arguing about anything. And this is something I talked with Jordana about Real Housewives of New Jersey, that it's like, if there's not an actual issue at stake in your argument, at a certain point, you either want to be friends or you don't. Like, having the same argument over and over about basically semantics of whether someone was a good friend to you or not, years in the past, you're never going to accomplish anything. And that's why it feels like this storyline, while it's exciting, it's exciting to see Tamara getting activated and saying that she can fuck a duck as far as I'm concerned. I didn't do anything to her. Like, I've missed Tamara yelling. I've missed Shannon. You know, Shannon has like a fear in her eyes. But it does feel like this storyline is kind of just spinning its wheels a little bit until inevitably there's going to be a point when they decide to let bygones be bygones. And I think in this case, the season, they filmed this several months ago, and we've seen on social media between then and now, it's obvious that they are in a good place. You know, they've been hanging out with... Taylor and Vicky and now it's the four amigas and you know like it's it's clear that they don't stay estranged for the whole season and after the season so to me it there's not really it feels like the stakes are kind of low in this because it just watching the show would be one thing in a vacuum but because of social media it's like I already know how this is going to end it's just a matter of exactly where and when it happens and you know, I don't really think that I don't really think that Shannon is going to hold her nerve in this case. I think that she's going to fold a little bit under the pressure of Tamara coming back and Tamara, you know, applying the pressure and and Tamara is somebody who has that alpha personality and Shannon just does not. Like Shannon is not somebody who's going to, you know, prevail in this scenario and I think at a certain point she's basically just going to let Tamara come back. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I like seeing them together and like going at it a little bit, but I don't I don't feel like it's really like a battle royale setup that they maybe want it to be. <sighs> and the flamingo boat party, what is happening here? Everybody's wearing pink, but to me like a f- flamingo no, I was going to explain what I feel like a flamingo is, but I don't feel like it's anything because it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> G- it's Gina's party. She can't even go because she got COVID. So she has to give the decorations to Emily on her deck. And then Emily has to set up the decorations. Everybody has to wear pink. Taylor Armstrong shows up. The return of the Tay. Um, you know, I'm excited to have her there. She's very Team Tamra. Uh, That's kind of the role that she's slotting into, at least at the beginning here. I'm curious to see how her and Heather's dynamic 
develops because she, Heather says that they have seen each other socially and they always are saying that they should get together, but they never really have. And now obviously they're going to be spending time together. I think there might be some some tension there later in the season. So I'm curious to see how that goes. And I'm also liking the tension between our new housewife, Jennifer and Shannon, because at this boat party, Jennifer is asked about her kids and her situation. And she's telling the story of how she and her husband had four biological kids. And then after that, they had fostered multiple different children. They weren't really looking to adopt. And then they started fostering this two-year-old Dominic who ended up being adopted by them. And she's telling the story, which is a really beautiful thing. And I, I, I've i talked a lot about how one of my favorite things about Housewives is seeing different family dynamics and different family structures and how everybody's lives are so different and you're finding what works for you. And I think Jennifer, clearly Jen is bringing a lot to the table um, in terms of that storyline, but she's telling the story. And then Shannon is like, oh my God, on that boat over there, I think that's John's son. Is that John's son? Is that John's son? Oh my God, John's son, John's son. It's like, Shannon, what? What? I don't understand. And then later when, when Jen brings it up and is like, why did you do that? Shannon is so taken aback that she's like, oh, 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 I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. And it's like, Shannon, Shannon, sweetie, please sit down, take a deep breath. Just like be a real person for half a second. Like, like, yes, you were quite rude to this woman who was, I mean, I think I'm totally team Jen in this scenario that she was like, I'm talking to these women. I don't really know about something that is very personal and is very important to me and is, is, should be important if you're trying to get to know me. And Shannon is like ADD brain out of control it was uh, it was weird and it's like Shannon come on please <sighs> but yeah i i'm curious to see what happens there tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card well with 24/7 us based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yes you heard that right you can talk to a human on the discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin 
Mandarin Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. You know, this episode, we also see the clearing out of Cut Fitness. I never realized that Cut stood for Cardio Unique Training. Uh, That feels eerily similar to Sir standing for Sex Unique Restaurant. I would love a little more, uh, like maybe a a sociology deep dive about why these women uh, come up with these acronyms and throw unique in there. Cardio Unique Training. That's pretty special. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I... I enjoyed this episode. I I know I it seems like it's painful for me to say that maybe, but I did. I did. Like Heather and Emily have some tension with each other. Emily says that Heather is an interrupter. I think interrupter is the word she's looking for there. I think that's like an interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, even Tamara and Emily are not that good of terms together. So there's a lot of there's a lot of like simmering questions in the group, and I'm I'm just kind of curious to see how it'll all coalesce and if it'll be something exciting. This episode is brought to you by new crisp and refreshing Heineken Silver with only 3.2 carbs and 95 calories, and most importantly, no bitter endings. In honor of my new favorite beer, it's time for a little game called Happy Endings versus Bitter Endings. Who from this week's Bravo shows is headed for a happy ending, and who's on track to have a bitter taste in their mouth? Let's find out. Uh, my happy ending for this week... I think it's got to be just Vanderpump Rules overall, you know, tie it in a bow, great season. They uh, they really made it. And I think I said this last week when, when Orange County premiered and Vanderpump had its part three of the reunion, who would have thought a year ago that part three of a Vanderpump Rules reunion would be drowning out any excitement for Tamara Judge returning to Real Housewives of Orange County? Like, this show was in the the doldrums for the last two seasons. They really pulled it off this year. I don't know. In terms of happy endings, it's unclear what's happening moving forward from this season. But overall, you just you just got to give it up, and um, and I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy for <laughs> I'm happy for Lisa. I'm happy for everyone's uh, bank accounts that seem to be doing well. And overall, you know. Vanderpump Rules, who would have thought? On the bitter ending side of things, I think it's got to be Shannon. It's tough watching this episode, her kind of flailing in this dynamic with uh, with Tamara, with the new housewife Jennifer. Taylor is calling her out a little bit. I think I think it's going to be a tough season for her, and knowing that knowing that her and John have broken up in the time since then, it's. It's going to be another stressful one for Shannon Storms Bedore, unfortunately. I don't know if she's ever had a chill season. I don't know if she's ever really been in a place of just uh, kicking back and relaxing. But unfortunately, I don't know that this year is going to be the time for that. Maybe try again next year. Better luck next time, Shannon. But I, I think it's going to be a little bit better. Those are today's happy endings and bitter endings brought to you by Heineken Silver. With only 3.2 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this new crisp and refreshing beer won't compromise on taste, which means no bitter endings. Order now at heineken.com silver. Must be 21 or over to purchase. Please enjoy Heineken responsibly. 
Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. We have another episode of Pump Rules Rewind coming up tomorrow. It's been so fun reliving season one. Uh, On Monday, I have an interview with Sonia Richards-Ross from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Lots of great stuff coming up on the show, so make sure you're subscribed. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.